Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Activate Podcast, the weekly podcast to encourage you to level up and get unstuck with your hosts, KB and Steph. KB, an expert boy mom, handling cross-country blended family challenges, all while changing lives as a Christ-centered life coach. Steph, a former extreme party girl turned holistic boss, empowering women in their health. Come along as these two Midwest mamas untangle everyday messes and reflect on the trials of being a boss, wife, and mom. Go after your God-intended purpose and activate your life. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy Monday. Christina, hello, hello. I'm going to in just a second. Um, KB is not with us today. She has her good friend Brandy um, is here by here. I mean, in Virginia. Um, and so they are doing their things because they only had a short visit. And so I am doing an interview with my good friend. Um, and KB will be back next week. But I just wanted to quickly read your bio and I'm going to add some stuff to it and then we'll get going. Um, Christina is a servant leader personally and professionally for sure. Purpose, um, her purpose or cathedral is to motivate and mentor others to achieve greatness. Personally, she feels perfection is boring. Sharing yourself warts and all is much more interesting, motivating and inspiring. She has been raw about her 16 year battle with MS, years of infertility, struggles with stinking thinking about my body and food and 20 plus years in public sector, public relations, which we'll also talk about. The common thread that has pulled, um, pulled you through is your faith in physical mental wellness. Um, you have prayed in pews for babies, kept the serenity prayer in your purse for years, recently overcame a six month relapse with MS and asked for grace from your staff every damn day. You follow whole food nutrition, intermittent fasting. You definitely lift weights and prayer, pray daily. I love seeing your um, growth and strength always. You spend time each day reflecting on the big picture. How do you want to be remembered? You don't want to be you don't just want to make your family and friends proud, but you want to make yourself proud, which I just think is so awesome. You are a personal and pro uh, professional and personal development junkie and always aspiring to be the best human possible. A career highlight happened in 2020 when you were awarded the California Association of Public Information Officials, CAPIO 2020, Paul B. Clark Achievement Award. You were honored for your career long commitment to leadership and mentorship with the communications field. Um, I have so many more things to say about that, but everybody is going to get the gist of it. I just, um, I love that, especially over the last year and a half or so, um, I speak to you almost daily. Like you are yes. my people, like sounding board, like somebody that I know is going to dig deeper into what is going on in the world. Like we're not going to just accept what is told to us or whatever. And so thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so excited for this interview and thanks for making time for us. Me too. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, and I was scared to tell my husband that I was doing this because I was afraid what he would say, but he actually was like, you know what you do you. And yeah. that's awesome. I'm super proud of you. So I'm excited. Thank you for the opportunity. 
Awesome. And we both like did our hair today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It was so cute because we're actually on Zoom. No one right. can see this, although we could take we'll take a picture or whatever. Um, but it's funny because what you were saying is, you know, like when you have something like this come up, you just you want to feel the part. You want to like get ready and do all of that. And so you're like, oh my gosh, I curled my hair for you and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually washed my hair for you, even though we didn't even know we were gonna see each other. So it was so perfect. Um, yes. Okay. So let's just start right away with, Hi. I'm just going to have you kind of jump right into your whole story. Um, I just kind of cover that obviously a little bit, but that's just doesn't even hold the candle to everything that you are. And so start with kind of where you want to start and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Steph. So uh, I'm 43 and Four, like three years ago, when I turned 40, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to start being raw about um, what I've gone through in life. Because like Steph said, I find that it's boring and you're not able to help people as much if you aren't uh, as open as you possibly can be and be very authentic and vulnerable about your journey, because that's what makes you stronger. That's what inspires others to greatness and really motivates them to make changes or tweaks in their own life. So um, I got married in 2004, and when I got married, within six months of my marriage, I got two major blows. My first blow was that I was diagnosed with infertility, and that we were told we had a 1% chance of ever conceiving on our own, and we might as well not even waste our time with doing any of the less invasive stuff. We needed to just go straight all the way to in vitro spend more than $20,000 and pray for the best. At this time, I was only 28, roughly years old, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but we went through all of that. And uh, around the same time, I also started having some weird symptoms, like lots of dizziness. And they kept saying, oh, it's just your hormones, or maybe you are pregnant, but I clearly wasn't. So I started doing a whole bunch of tests because my mom, um, about four years prior to this point, um, and at this point where it's about 2005, she was diagnosed with MS. My mom was. And so a lot of the symptoms that she had, I was starting to exhibit. And if it quacks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it, it might be a duck. Yeah. So I went and, and insisted on having tests. Doctors thought I was nuts. They're like, there's no way that this could be what it is. Um, but I kept pushing and pushing. And that's a big theme in my life is being your own medical advocate because yeah. um, no one's going to do that for you. And no one knows your body as well as you do. So I did, I pushed and pushed. I got uh, a botched spinal tap once that put me in a very <laughs> severe um, headache syndrome um, that only 1% of people that get spinal taps actually encounter. But lucky me, that happened to me. But then I repeated the spinal tap and got a positive result that I did indeed exhibit uh, MS in my spinal fluid. And I also had an MRI with lesions. So wow. at that point, um, my neurologist, I saw a neurologist and, you know, the first neurologist I saw with my newlywed husband told me that, oh, well, that's a bummer. Um, I know you're only 26, but you'll be in a wheelchair within a year. And, um, you know, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but this is a, a horrible disease and it will rob you of your mobility and, you know, just clearly not a doctor with the greatest bedside manner. So oh I was like, goodness. I'm not going to keep seeing you, dude. This is not who I am. 
So I found another neurologist, uh, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, what's your plan? Like, what do you want to do uh, with your life? And I said, I want to be a mom more than anything. I want to be a mom. And I said, I'm already going through infertility. She's like, all right, we're going to put your MS on the, on the shelf for now and focus on you having babies. Aww. So that's what we did. And, um, I had, I uh, subsequently had two sons. I firmly believe that the reason I did is because of my positive mindset that I wouldn't take no for an answer. And ever since then, I've also counseled other women that have gone through infertility and have yet to have a single one, not end up with a child at the end of the day in one way, shape or form. So I'm very proud of that stat. Um, and you know, I followed my heart. I knew what was important to me that I wanted to be a mom. And even though I don't necessarily think as moms, we should put our health on the back burner. In this case, um, I, it wasn't like I was never going to take care of myself. It was just like, not right now. I need to focus on having kids first and then I'll come back to me. So, um, my oldest son was born through in vitro first shot was a miracle first shot. And we got pregnant with him. And then I knew in my heart, I wasn't done. So, um, for the next three years, I tried to, or two and a half years, tried to have another child, uh, had several miscarriages, went through many more treatments, um, actually got pregnant and miscarried at nine weeks after seeing the heartbeat and all of that good stuff. And then that put me into a post-traumatic stress, um, syndrome scenario where I truly did not believe that my youngest son, Nicholas would be born until, I heard his heartbeat and they hooked me up in the hospital. Um, I didn't tell a soul I was pregnant yeah. and I'm big as a house. I was still working. I just wouldn't talk about it. People would be like, are you pregnant? And I wouldn't talk about it <laughs> nope. Nope. because I was you so messed up. I was so afraid that if I yeah. spoke it, something bad would happen. I was even one of those crazy people that, that rented a Doppler and I would go in my office, shut the door and listen to his heartbeat oh. several times a day to lower my stress. That's not Um, crazy. And you know what? I'm sure you've heard me say this, but I also am the same way. Like if somebody says something out loud, I'll be like, take it back. And they're like, what? And I'm like, take it back. You do not speak that kind of negativity in the world. Take it back. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So yeah, I, you know, went through all of that and then finally had my second son, you know, everything was good with both boys by the grace of God. And I started to focus on me. Um, I went on my first, uh, MS medication, uh, it was called Copaxone. Then I went on another one that was an injection, which was horrible on my body. It, it was really difficult. And then I went through an oral medication, um, that also wasn't <laughs> easy on me. And then I've recently transferred to a third medication that I'm doing really, really well on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, last year in 2020, amid all the chaos, everybody was going through in their lives. I was, uh, I convinced my, my boys, all three of them to get a flu shot and the flu shot caused a hyper. Wait, you did? Yeah. How yeah. did I not know this? Yeah. So what caused my MS relapse was the flu vaccine, the flu what? shot. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so were been, you advised though to, had you been getting it? Yes. For a decade. Cause you're advised to get it. Cause you have correct. correct. Oh, okay. But my mom, uh, also obviously with MS had never once taken the flu shot. Go I have mom. an aunt, I have an aunt 
also that had MS that has since passed away, unfortunately, from MS complications, she would get it every single year and it would cause a relapse and she would still take it. So, you know, moms forget to tell you things. Connie never told me to not get the flu. Yeah, Connie never told me to not get the flu. She never told me to not get the flu shot. Well, and clearly you didn't tell me you were going to get the flu shot. Yeah. Well, and that's right. That's and without getting too far into that. Um, luckily too, now you're taking soul and yeah. I know for sure, um, the neuro specifically, cause for I sure. have a number of people with MS, yep. those mushrooms are like yes. golden. And that yes. was kind of shortly after the relapse. Yes. Yeah. That's, a, I'm glad you brought that up Steph, because, um, when I got the flu shot, the relapse came on within three days of getting the flu yeah. shot. Um, and then it just accelerated from there. And I had talked to you at that point about experimenting, um, with the herbs to see if they would help me. And you had t- shared with me the experience and, and I actually ordered them right away. And prior to me, even starting another medication, I immediately saw a difference by taking yeah. them. Yeah. Um, my body just responded exceptionally well to them. I felt stronger. Um, all, you know, like I said, almost immediately within, you know, just like a week or so of taking them, I yeah. felt a noticeable difference. And honestly, but I had not even transitioned to the, the third medication and my relapse had, had passed while just on soul. Yeah. So Soul helped me through the relapse without a doubt. I'm hundred yeah. percent convinced. So awesome. And I, I mean, luckily I get to see that, you know, on the day yeah. and, um, just so incredible. And so, yeah, I did not, I did not realize that, that the relapse yeah. was from the flu shot. Right. Connie, come on. You can't believe I know. Out. I right? hope she's listening. I guess she did. She honestly, I don't know. We talk every day, like 16 times and it yeah. never came up in conversation about our illness. Right. But you know, is, I guess I don't know this is MS hereditary. It. Okay. Love that you brought this up too. Um, if you ask your neurologist, they'll tell you no. However, how is it possible that I have it? My mom has it. My mom's sister had it and their great uncle all on the maternal side of my family passed through my grandmother. Yeah. So I, and the most prevalent part of the country, the United in, in the United States, um, the, the area where most people that have MS have it are in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area. And my whole family, my mother's whole entire family is from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. You know, what else is kind of crazy is Chad's, all of his um, aunts, they call them aunts. So all of his aunts, um, you know, have passed or had complications, um, with, um, autoimmune diseases, not autoimmune, but shoot, I'm going to have to come back to this. Uh, gosh, I know what it is. It's an autoimmune disease. Also is hereditary. Asbestos. asbestos. Oh, asbestos. Yeah. 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 Um, we're like praying over that big time with his mom because all of her sisters. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's so terrible. They must have been in a home exposed. Yeah, exactly. That's nuts. Yeah. And autoimmune, the autoimmune family yeah. um, of illnesses is, is like on fire in my family. So not only does my mom and I have MS, my brother has 
um, had a juvenile rheumatoid arthritis mm. as a baby, um, and others in our family have other various autoimmune diseases. So my word, well, we got to get mushrooms. I know. And I swear like in 2016, when I met you, Steph, and I started on the beach body journey and started lifting weights, it transformed my body oh, and gosh. made, and just from that point forward, I've been stronger and stronger and stronger with each passing year. And I can say at 43, um, I'm stronger now. I can lift heavier weights that I could yeah. when I started, you know? Oh, so you're crushing it. And I just want to talk about that too. So that's how we met was Beachbody. And we, you know, we were instant friends. There was a group of us and we just, we were so lucky. And um, after I left Beachbody there, you know, it was, everyone was kind of like, wait, what, how could you leave? But the reason why I left and not many people knew that was because I had so many sick people and I, right. you know, adrenal fatigue and the hormone imbalance and stuff. And so I was panicked. I like, I was like, yeah. I have to find a solution for all of these people. Yeah. And so now you would do the fasting program with me too, which is right. awesome. And, but what had happened in between that time is you've always continued with your with everything, with your fitness, with your, every, you know, da, 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 da. whole food, nutrition, yeah, whole food. But like the one thing that stood out to me the most was remember when you were like, I have not had pine, like you were terrified to have. Yeah. Pineapple. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, but that's how it is out there. So all of these women terrified of the carbs and of having yes. their favorite pineapple and I, right. was like, I promise. And so I just like you were one of the people that like, I honestly like had prayed and prayed like, oh my gosh, I just wish she would just trust me. Like, I swear. Yeah, I know. Hard, it's hard to let go. Well, and a lot of people were like, wait, I thought that was the best thing ever. And then where did you go? Why did you leave? Like that kind of whole thing. And so I'm like, I promise. And so it's so awesome. You're like crushing, like crushing the weights. And so I'm just so, so proud of you. A for you. never giving up and B you are one of the strongest women I know. And so that's why I just every day, like when it's the messenger and we're going back and forth, like, you know, in, in the middle of the chaos of everything that was going on in the world, right. Like, we were like a safety net for each other. Absolutely. You know, yeah. just been so awesome. To, Thank to you. Have. Yeah. Today I actually, um, went for a physical and I was talking to the physician's assistant about my journey and sharing with her all of this. And she's like, you know, do you like, are, are you vocal about your, your journey? Like, do you go on social media? Do you talk about this? Have you ever thought about being an inspirational speaker and like partnering with the MS society or something like that? And I'm like, chills. Oh my, yeah. Chill. And I'm like, like, this is actually my dream. Yes. I said, you know, that's what fills my cup. That's what yeah. makes me helping others is what is my destiny. I feel like that's God's plan for me, but I don't know how it's going to manifest just yet. But like so many times in my life, I was just telling my husband this today, people have said something along those lines to me yeah. that, you know, you know, they'll introduce me to someone that was recently diagnosed or they'll, they'll share with me somebody's journey with through infertility. And they'll ask me to reach out to them because it's, it's a shameful journey going through infertility. And it's yeah. so isolating when you see all these women with, you know, babies and baby showers and all that stuff. It's really, really, really tough. So that I found that this is a way that I can sort of give back, but also makes me feel very um, fulfilled in the long run. And talking to her today, she was saying that like, she was so proud of me for not just, you know, relinquishing giving myself, giving up 
and yeah. that I fought and fought and fought. And she's like looking at me and she's like, you were diagnosed with MS in 2005. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you look amazing for your age. You look yeah. so like you're aging in reverse. I'm like, that's my favorite thing to say. You're like, well, <laughs> actually I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I just it was got cool. the biggest chills. Cause we do talk about that. And even when we were talking about like coming on here, we're like, well, we're not going to like get into politics. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, like that is your thing. Like, obviously we both love to speak, but right. Like even when I speak with you on a daily basis, what I love the most is just like how educated you are and how, you know, yes, you want to like help women and empower women and, you know, all of that. But like, also like you hold this very important professional job, you know, and you're always just, your posture is so confident and your, even your words, like sometimes with KB too, she says like the, the biggest word, they sound so nice. And I'm like, half the time I'm like, uh, um, oh, <laughs> you know, I forgot my mushrooms, but I just like, I love like hearing you talk. It's like so eloquent, you know, like all smart things you say. Um, and so also we were just talking about, I wish, well, we will have to, t- we'll take a picture because the scene behind you. Right. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about sure. that? Like, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I am the department manager of public outreach for the Orange County Transportation Authority in California, in Southern California, and I kind of fell into this career of um, running public outreach, doing PR um, by happenstance. Originally, I got into poli-sci when I was a failed biology major in college. (laughs) I got my first C and lost my mind, so I quickly pivoted to a poli-sci major and my parents cried that I was never going to have a job. Um, So I hustled, I hustled, hustled, hustled. I got myself internships as a freshman in college and I graduated with a job, a full-time job making $50,000 a year in 1996, which isn't too shabby. So um, I then proved myself in local politics in Orange County I worked for several legislators, but then as soon as I realized every time they got voted out of office, I'd be out of a job, I I decided that's not for me. So then I went into um, public relations for a failed airport in in Orange County that never really got off the ground, so to speak. Uh, It was never (laughs) built. (laughs) No pun intended. It was never built. Um, It was the civil war of Southern California, people that were supportive of the airport and not supportive of the airport. I was on a little bit the, of that going on now, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. I was on the pro side and I had people yelling in my face that um, I was going to drop jet fuel on children's oh, you know, schools and I was going to go to hell. And how can I look myself in the mirror every day? And yeah, oh, okay. these were really exceptional people. So then I decided to get out of that and yeah. I went to work at the Orange County Transportation Authority. And the first thing they did was offer me two jobs. They said, hey, you can just do general PR or you can work on another controversial project in Orange County, which was a rail project. I said, you know, I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm going to go on the, the general project for now and, uh, and, and try that out. So flash forward 20 years, I've worked my way up the ranks um, there. I've lasted through a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, the, the economy taking a dump, projects being delayed, 
And my bread and butter is I'm the face of projects when um, construction projects, rail or highway projects are underway. I, I say that I carry them through cradle to grave from yeah. the time they are a glimmer in somebody's eye and they're drawing them out on a piece of paper to when you drive on them. So I'm so the one. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm the one that's actually sitting in public meetings getting yelled at, but I'm also the one out there like presenting to people, telling them what to expect when construction keeps them up at night i'm the one that helps find solutions with the contractor to help them oh, out cool. yeah and i my team comes up with all of the the materials like any flyers or brochures or presentations any of that stuff we come up with that so i manage a team of nine public relations professionals and like i said i'm 43 and they range in age from 23 to 64 yeah. So it's really kind of cool to manage people through the generations because everybody yeah. has different different things to bring to the table. And that's my biggest part about being a servant leader and a servant manager is that my um, calling is to empower them to be their best and yeah. to really leverage their expertise, their skill sets, um, make them shine because when then they shine, then I shine but I'm not the manager that takes credit for other people's hard work or any of that stuff. I'm always looking for ways to identify their strengths and um, play on those strengths. I don't focus on people's weaknesses because Never. that's, yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's counterproductive. And yeah. so focusing on their strengths only helps them, you know, continue to grow, continue to learn. And like Steph said, I'm a huge lifelong learner. So I have a reading list that I can always share with Steph of all the books that I've picked up and read over the years that have really helped yeah. me in my journey. Um, cause I feel like getting other people's perspectives, you know, why reinvent the wheel, learn from others and exactly. apply what applies to you and move on. Well, and that's like when we had our beach body team too, you know, right. it was like you were like a dream come true because so many women just always pick on their faults. And I've been yeah. very lucky. Like, of course I have my things and you know, there it's whatever, but I've, as you know, like empowering others is also my purpose. Like yes. what God yes. made me for. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, like, and I've said this even recently to you, it's, you, you just don't find a whole lot of that very often. And I've been so lucky in like building teams, you know, mm -hmm. since I've left Beachbody, I'm like, man, just, if you ever want to come back to network marketing, you know, because you are a dream, like that's what it takes. Like when people are like, well, just, what do you do? How do you do it? You know, da, 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 da. And so I can only imagine how lucky they feel to have you also, like, because of that empowerment and, you know, in anything, it doesn't have to be network marketing either, but like, if everybody just understood that even teachers, especially right. Right? like, oh yeah, like if teachers just understood like, Hey, listen, let's point out the great things that they're doing, yes. you know, like it changes people's lives. And so I'm sure they're just so, so thankful for you when we first hopped on and I saw that picture, I'm like, man, that is just incredible. And I was saying how, like any, I used to be terrified of bridges actually isn't, I forget yeah. what it's called, but like literal terrified of yeah. bridges and now being down here in the Bay and seeing like right. bridges being built in the water. And I'm like, that just blows my mind. So for you yeah. to be, to like, know, and you were like, yeah. And sometimes we have, and, or you were saying how your sons, you drive on this this road, right. this whatever interchange, yeah. like, yeah, here's the concrete versus, you know, whatever or you have right. to take into consideration the, the, the yeah. seasons and the weather and all of those things. And, yeah. um, so that's so cool to be a part of that. 
Yeah, no, I love it. Um, one of the things that I do with my team that I'm really, really proud of is every morning I send them what I call the daily briefing and I send them a quick email in the morning. I let them know any company business, any reminders, but I close it with a professional development blurb and I do the research. It's something that I enjoy myself. So it's not a hardship for me. Yeah. And I just pass that knowledge on to them. And I know they read it because they'll pop it back to me stuff that they've applied it to and yeah. like, oh my God, Christina, you told me about this. And I just did that with a consultant and we did this exercise and it totally worked out and we problem solved. And I'm like, yes, it's yeah. working. So, you know, sharing is caring and, you know, I don't expect perfection. I don't expect it for myself and I don't expect it for them. Yeah. So whenever any of us has, we stumble, my number one thing is I lead with empathy and grace because with that, we all need more of that in our lives. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I just love that. And we've talked about it often on the podcast of, you know, we are all women of faith, obviously, and, you know, reading the Bible, doing the devotions or whatever, but I am a firm believer in like what you're saying, like you have to also do Yes. Personal development. That's absolutely that growth specific specifically. So yes, um, I'm sure we've read many of the same books, but I would love yes. to have that list and we can post. Yeah, that. I'd be happy to. I would say that, you know, the, the pandemic and, and all that hardship has, has been an opportunity for me to take a step back and really reflect on what's important to me. And it gave me the time and the focus that I needed to really embrace my faith. I was feeling lost um, at the parish. I'm Catholic at the parish I was attending and I really, the, the priest was not resonating with me. So I found a priest um, that does. And I listened to him every single Sunday and my mom did the same. She found a priest that resonates with her out of New York. Mine's out of Minnesota. Yeah. And we listen every single Sunday. Like I have not missed a Sunday through yeah. the entire pandemic no. because of, this opportunity. And then I'm reading the Bible in the year. Um, I'm going through that exercise. I'm on day 253 and I haven't missed one yet. I have you. never, yeah, I've never dedicated so much time and effort to my faith in, in, in the 43 years. Well, so, Lord knows we needed it, right? Yes. Like yeah. more than ever. Yep. Um, I, so yeah, we have found a church down here. We really like it. And, but I still listen to pastor Gary. I think I've shared yeah. him yeah. with you. So I listen to pastor Gary on my way to church and then I go yeah. to church too, but yeah, you have to do. And also right with, so the gym situation for you, right? Um, like yeah. that's the thing is, you know, you do, you have to, you're in control of a lot more than you think, not you, right. but in right. general people right. like, instead of complaining, I mean, I moved for goodness sakes. Like, right. I, and I ask you often, so when are you coming to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> right. But you have the power to change your situations, your circumstances, yeah. like whatever, right. like if you're unhappy in this job or at this gym or if right. you're not seeing eye to eye, then you can, you simply change it. I mean, you just, yes. You just change it. And it's yeah. so hard for so many people. So many people stay in that rut. They stay stuck. They say, you know, complacent, I would say. I right. call it. And so like, you know, and that's our whole purpose of this podcast. Like get yeah. stuck. Like, yes, you can change your world. Right. Change is hard. It is. Yeah. I mean, we, we all know that, but I've yet to be in a circumstance where 
I have, you know, waffled back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I always say that if I am still thinking about something 24 hours later, 48 hours later, so on and so forth, then there's a reason. And that means that's informing me, you know, that I need to make a change. And yes, when I've gone through that with my gym circumstance and, you know, we all joke about how we stock other, you know, people (laughs) that are in the fitness um, realm and like, try to like, do we, is it right for me? Is it not right for me? But honestly, with the intermittent fasting, that was another thing I said to the uh, doctor today is that it has lowered my inflammation exponentially. Oh yeah, It's developed. My hormones are so much more balanced. I'm no longer hangry. My, my family used to freak out if we were out in public and it was lunchtime and they hadn't fed me like, (laughs) or did, yes, they would run for the Hills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, but I can now, I just, I just keep going. And when I eat, I eat, it's so liberating. Crazy. Like when you feel properly and you're eating enough, you're supposed to be eating so many people, um, you know, ask about doing the program and they're like, I just, it just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work for you. Cause you're not doing it correctly. Like I understand right. that it doesn't work for you because yes. you're still starving yourself. Yes. You don't eat yes. for hours and hours and hours on top of that. Right. And so it's going to continue to happen until you learn the reasons. And that's what I love. And I know you love too, is it is such a great learning opportunity. Yes. It's yes. A, they say, we say we eat the right things, at the right times for the right. right reasons. Right. And that makes all of the difference, but yeah, the benefits it is for better sleep, less yes. inflammation, gut health. Well, I was eating in such an imbalance. It wasn't even just the depletion of carbs that we just talked about. It was the fact that where I was, the gym I was at before and the eating programs they had me on, it was like, I'm not exaggerating like 200 grams of protein a day and yeah. like 50 carbs. The macros were so out of whack and you know, okay, that might be okay for a bodybuilder, but I'm yeah. a 40 year old, 40 some odd old woman that, that wants to lean out and wants to be hormonally balanced and all these other things. I just felt like, you know, and you only know what you know, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. so I would just keep listening and listening and whatever. But then I started to notice that nobody around me was changing. Right. I'm like, so he's helping us do all this, but nobody's getting smaller. That's probably not a good or leaner. That's probably not a good model. And then it was almost like God. uh, I, I really believe this. Like when I ended up having the relapse and needed to change medications, the medication that I was on previously, I had to take with food and I had to take it in the morning. So once I was liberated from that, Yeah, I swear I reached out to Steph within days of that, (laughs) not only for the intermittent fasting, but for the soul. And that allowed me the freedom to then do the intermittent fasting and not, and not have to eat breakfast. My mom, same thing. So my mom is now doing intermittent fasting more in, you know, informally in consultation with her doctor, because she is, you know, almost 70 years old. But that's well, tell because her about Gail that's in VIP. I know. Yes. And I told her about how intermittent fasting is such for people that are postmenopausal. It's like a game changer. Oh, God. So, but, but she's like a pro she's like me stubborn, right? I got to work on her. Right. If so I, I talked to her, she'd be good, but she I know. Hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep working on her bit by bit and I keep giving yeah. her literature and like all the information that we get in faster way. Yeah. And like, 
I'm like, when you're ready, just let me know and, yeah. and we'll make the switch. But she's down now. She was on that same medication and she's down to a half dose and she oh, doesn't need good. to take it until lunchtime. So I'm like, now what's your excuse? Ding, ding. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. That. I'm hopeful. I know it'll help her. I know it'll help her. Oh, for sure. And again, just the eating enough and like, you know, keto and I'm not here to bash anything, but I mean, it is not good for hormones. And right. actually most of the people that I see that are doing keto, they're gaining a lot yeah. of weight, you know, a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's not sustainable and most people are not actually in ketosis and you right. know, like all of those things. And so, um, yeah, we, I just love it. And what I love the most, and I know this is the same for you is that like, you can be gone for two weeks right and not gain everything back you can oh my gosh right back in and usually for yes me, by Wednesday I'm like oh, yeah snap, I'm shredded already yes I uh, that is that has honestly been the most liberating game changer for me because I would go on vacation and I gained like all this weight and then I would be depressed and then my clothes didn't fit and for me with this, like, I find that I do, I go, I've gone on many vacations yeah. on this program many. and I don't track like as closely as I normally do while I'm gone, nope. but I'm then I make different choices. Um, yeah. and I don't feel deprived. I don't feel deprived at all. I don't have cravings at all. Yeah. Um, I'm satisfied with, like I said, whole food, nutrition, good food. I'm fueling my body. I just feel better in general. So I'm not yeah. tempted to eat the junk. <laughs> And it's like I, some people like feel good or they feel better, like saying aside from what we're doing. Right. Um, but until you feel really good, right. You don't you know, you don't difference. understand, right. Like yeah. so for a lot of people, it's easy for them to just go crazy and go off the wall rails and eat all the things and you know, whatever, because they, they're not actually feeling really good. Yeah. You know, what's been a huge game changer for me too, is the, um, like I'm lifting heavy, um, but because I'm fueling my body properly, my body's recovering better. So when I was lifting before that, the crazy weights, but eating the way I was describing previously, I was perpetually sore. I could never stop being sore and I was uncomfortable. I was, I felt terrible. But as soon as I started eating well and doing, you know, workouts or even yeah. I'm lifting heavier now and I don't have that. I know it's crazy. And I know that a part of that soul too, because a lot of people say that, that aren't like, they're not doing the faster or they're whatever. Right. They're just like, I just don't understand how I can. And that was the thing. Cause like both of us, like I was taking pre-workout, like an animal, right, I was right. like taking all these things, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't take pre-workout. Like this is insane. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're able to like your body. It's like, God made our bodies to fight illness, right. disease, virus, you know, like things like that, but also made plants. Like God yes. made plants for, yes. you know, for all of these things. And so it's just so cool to see and most everybody in our, in our program does take soul as well. And so he's like Kim trimmer or Gail, yeah. seven years yeah. old. I mean, Kim, I'm like, girlfriend, I know your arms. I mean, I've got some arms and you too. And even remember, I was like, okay, we're going to make you have, we're going to have you eat a little bit more. And you're like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, let's not get I'm already <laughs> eating pineapple. That's like, <laughs> it's baby steps. You gotta do baby let's steps. Reel it in a- 
it, but like, it's incredible. And I'm like, look, see, look, like it's so crazy. It's just so cool. Um, and I do love, you know, I love you sharing and sharing that journey. And I just, I just know that if you were to reach out or, you know, something like that to speak about MS, like that's going to happen for sure. And if you spent all of that time and the same thing also with soul too, is I'm like, you know, people with infertility. I mean, I've got numerous people conceiving, but you're right. Like, and I say this all of the time, whether you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you're right. And so you coaching those through that, you have to stay positive. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, it's like, yes, God calls for us to pray and to trust or whatever, but God calls for us to be bold too. And God, you know, it's like when you were like, oh no, I'm not, you know, it was like when I had my car accident and they were like, mm-hmm. well, you're never going to be able to work. You know, you're never going to do this. You're not, oh no, that's where you're wrong. Right. Yeah. You, you can't just settle for that. And I'm so glad that you didn't settle for the first you know, appointment that you had, where right. you're going to be wheelchair bound. You're like, Oh no, I'm not. You must not know me very well. Right. 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 And I, I, I truly believe that, you know, God prepares us for a time such as this, right. That the, all the, all the things that, um, that we encounter as we age, you know, I always say that people, everyone on this planet has a cross to carry. Some are invisible and yeah. some are visible. When it came to my MS, the infertility, those were invisible crosses. So I carried those all the time and people looked at me and said, there's something wrong with her. What are you talking about? Even though inside I felt like my spinal fluid was dripping and I couldn't concentrate and my um, short-term memory was shot and like, you know, all these other things. Right. But you know, that's why I, like I said, again, like the empathy and the grace, like you just never know when people act out, when they're nasty to you at the grocery store, when they're just not as kind as you think people should be. Yeah. Sometimes there's those crosses that they're carrying that you're not aware of. And so I've just decided that, you know, I'm going to be that shining light for other people and inspire them in any way I can, because if I can turn somebody's frown upside down in any small way, then I feel like I've made it. Like that's what it matters to me at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, you turn my face into a smile on the daily. <laughs> I love your laugh. I just love like, and it's always awesome because we're, it's always something exciting. You know what I mean? Like whenever, when we're messaging, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, right. Or it's like, oh, can you believe what in the world, you know? Right. Um, But we're able to, I just, I love that. Like, I love, you know, they do say like, you are the sum of the the five people or whatever. Like, yes, totally. You are the sum of the people that you invest your time in or that you spend your time with or, you know, whatever. And even though I haven't seen you in person in years, like, right. Like you're my person, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we've kept and, in touch, yeah. Yeah, like you just have to find those people. And sometimes, you know, it also takes creating boundaries or like you were saying, right. like, like looking for a new church, looking for a new right. gym, you know, whatever. A lot of yeah. times you'll feel guilt. I'm one of those people that carries guilt. Like I feel like, yeah. you know, and then when I started therapy last year, she would always say, why are you, why would you feel guilty for that? It's what's right, right for you. And I'm like, right wait, I mean, I know I'm supposed to do things for me, but, and she just would constantly say like, no, like you have to do what's right for you. It doesn't matter if somebody else doesn't like that or whatever. And so, so she was reframing that for you. That's beautiful. And sometimes you just, 
you need people to do that in your life. Like I I'm so blessed. Like I've been saying this for years, but I have a circle. I have a tribe. Like I have some girlfriends that holy smokes, like they can just show up on a dime. Even ones like you that are, you know, 3000 miles away that I can count on for anything. And I think that, you know, I've always been a little skeptical of women that don't have, you know, a, you know, a tribe, Cause I always kind of yeah. wonder why might that be, but you know, again, lead with grace, lead with empathy, lead with you know, you never know what's going on, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel very, very blessed. Cause I have three of my best girlfriends, um, you know, right after my MS, right before my MS relapse, one had thyroid cancer and two had breast cancer. Yeah. These are women that are like ride or die down the street for me. We do everything together. And I felt like what I just said, God prepared me for a time just such as this, like that I had gone through what I had gone through because neither any of those women had ever had a a really serious illness that they dealt with. Yeah. So then I was the one bringing their kids, bringing their meals, like bringing them gift, gift bags, like whatever I needed to do because I knew what I needed then. So, um, you know, and I think that's what it's all about, right? We all have a very, very tiny time on this planet and we really need to make the most out of that experience. For sure. And just doing that, showing up, it was like when I was in Virginia and I talked to my best friend about this all the time and even KB, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like if I was back home, I would just be showing up at someone's house and yeah. I don't know what it was like if it's all, cause we were all from somewhere different and like, I don't know, people in Virginia just in general, aren't very neighborly friendly, you know? And so it's like, you have to, you, you go and show up on the doorstep, you go yeah. and do the thing like you insist yeah. that you're going to take the kids to school, you know, whatever that looks like a lot of, you know, it's just like you, like you're saying, like, if you see women that don't have, you know, women friends, um, or like, I'll say sometimes like, oh, I'm just one of the guys, you know, but so are my friends. Like right. we can hang with the guys. Yeah. We're going to stand up. We're going to say right. what we want to say. Um, I, my new neighbor, she's great. And she had texted me and was like, oh, why are girls like this or something? And I was like, like what? <laughs> and she said, I mean, just drama. And I was like, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't do that. I don't have right. Like, right. thank God I don't yeah. do that. And yeah, you know, did I in my twenties? Yes. Do you weed through that? Yes. You gotta. You right. Know. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Well, thank you so much. This is a Friday afternoon and evening for us. And <laughs> I'm just so excited to have you here and you do inspire me all of the time. And I've said it a million times, but also thank you for trusting me. It like really means the world to me. Um, and Absolutely. I just love being back on this journey with you and, um, I love you to pieces. Thank you. For love you, friend. It's been great. Have a good week, activators. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.